My name's Nate, one of the pastors here. Thrilled that you're here. And for those who are in the video venue and online, can we just welcome them real quick and just say hey to you all. Thanks for tuning in. And this is Christmas is God's gift to everybody. And we all get to be a part of this. And so real quick, I wanna just say welcome to all the toddlers here in the room hanging out with us. All of you teenagers who were bribed with dinner that you wouldn't get Christmas dinner tonight if you didn't go to church. Uh, We wanna welcome you and to you 20 somebodies in this room. God knows your story and he's glad you are here. And to those of us like me who don't like mentioning their name anymore, God is glad that you're here. And this is the power of Christmas that God is creating a better story for you and I to be a part of. And and what we wanna do, I know dad did a great job just singing the song and we all get to be a part of this. And what we wanna do is we just wanna really look at what is the true story of Christmas? Because I know this Christmas is gonna feel a little bit different. You know, it's not gonna be like a Hallmark Christmas tomorrow. It's gonna be 70 degrees, y'all. Praise the Lord, right? You know, we're like shorts and sandals on Christmas around here. And so this Christmas is going to feel a little bit different. And sometimes we see all the movies and everything, and and we can actually lose a little bit of the story of what Christmas is all about. And today, we just want to take a moment, just remember what the real story is of Christmas, and then ask this question, what's our role in God's story? And do we even have a place in God's story? Uh, Two weeks ago, we did a baptism weekend here. It was powerful. We saw a number of people give their life to the Lord, be baptized. Uh, What was most powerful, at least just for me, was uh, there was a a family who, uh, uh, their son was one of my friends uh, a little over a month ago, tragically passed away unexpectedly. And we know when we face those moments, there's a crisis that happens. And what was amazing was this. Two weeks ago, when we did our baptism weekend, his mom, sister, brother and some other family members came forward and gave their life to Christ. It was a powerful moment. Nine of us were in the baptistry. I think it's the most we've ever fit in there at one time, man. We packed that thing and it was just this incredible story of going through tragic loss and then here's God's grace and redemption redeeming such a tragic situation. And there was somebody who came forward with them and uh, I said, are you part of the family? He said, no, I was his best friend. And he said, actually, I was only here today to celebrate their baptism. He said, I haven't been in church for a number of years. And he said, uh, they tried to invite me to be here for this, you know, the the baptism weekend. And he said, fine, I'll come to church just to see you guys get baptized. He said, I joked with him. I said, when I walk into that church, that place is going to be set on fire, man. Like, you know, I just know when I walk in there. And he said, sure enough, when I walked in the doors, he said, I saw the haze that you guys have for the lights. And he said, I leaned over my friend and said, see, the roof's already on fire. And... uh, He walked in here just to be here for their baptism. And I said, uh, why'd you come forward? He started tearing up. He had a tragic accident that he went through 27 years ago. He said, I've been mad at God ever since. And he just said these words. He said, and I just can't carry it anymore. That is the gift of Christmas. When you and I can't carry the hardship that we're in, when you and I can't carry the hurt, when you and I can't carry the overwhelming feelings that come around, this is the gift of Christmas. And and matter of fact, for some of us, we feel like that. We feel like maybe this is your first time here. Maybe it's your first time in church. You're like, boy, I I feel like, man, if I walk in there, the Lord's going to be so upset. You just need to know that the Lord is so glad that you're here. Because what you find in Matthew chapter 2 about the story of Jesus is this. You saw people all over the map get to be a part of Jesus' story. 
In Matthew chapter two, it opens with the Magi, the wise men. We're gonna look at this here in a second. And what you find is this, you find these men, it says this, coming from the east, which is in Persia at the time, which is modern day Iraq. Here's what you find within the first year of Jesus being born. The nations are coming to him. See, God is calling everybody to himself through his son, Jesus. Not only do you see the Magi, you see King Herod, who is a wicked man. He gets to hear the message of Jesus, a man who doesn't deserve God's grace, but God gives his grace and says, even if you don't deserve it, God invites you into his story. You see the chief priest, the teachers of the law, Herod asked them, hey, what about this king? And they said, oh yeah, there's this king who's going to be born in Bethlehem, and here's the problem with them. They know the Bible, but they miss Jesus. And then you have in Bethlehem, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, a town that's overlooked, a people that's overlooked, and a Savior that's overlooked. Today, all I want us to do is just experience the gift of Christmas In Matthew chapter two, you find this story being played out. It'll be up on the screen, but this is how Matthew chapter two, verse one through eight starts. This is the story of Christmas. These are the people involved in the story of Christmas. This is what gives you and I hope that not only is God a good God and he's come to save us through Jesus, but he's come to include us into his story. It says this in verse one, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we've come to worship him. This is what I love about how Christmas opens up. It's this, you got these men who are smart, they're astrologers, they study the stars, they're wealthy, they know all sorts of stuff, but they know they're unfulfilled and they're looking for a king to follow. And so if you're searching today for your purpose in life, that is what Christmas is all about. That's what we find in these men. Verse three, it says, when King Herod heard this though, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. Here's why, if you learn about the story of Herod, he killed his three sons, his wife and his mother-in-law. Here's why, to keep power. You know how he keeps power? He makes sure nobody can touch his power. This is the chaos that Jesus was born into. And it says this, that when he had called together all of the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written in Micah chapter five. But you, Bethlehem, and the land of Judah are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I may go and worship him. Of course, we know Herod's lying. That's how he wants to keep his power. He wants to find Jesus. He wants to kill Jesus so then he can keep his power. Because this is the only way that Herod knows to live life. You crush everybody around you so you can keep what's yours. What we know is this, that's no way to live life. But if you don't know Jesus, you don't know another way. The Magi are limited, they're educated, but they're limited and they're looking for hope. Herod is a sinful man and he thinks he just is the savior of his world. And what we find with the chief priest and the teachers of the law is this, 
They know God's word, but they've missed it when they come to Jesus. They've missed it. See, this is why we've got to be careful. Sometimes people say stuff like this when we're searching for meaning in life. People will say stuff like this to you. Just look inside yourself. You know what I find when I look inside myself? I find a limited, sinful man who's missed it. My daughter, she's in fourth grade, reminds me of my limitations all the time. This is why I love being on a staff with a great student ministry team because they tell me all the new lingo that's coming up and then I get to come home and I sound cooler than I am. And uh, I remember this summer, uh, my, my daughter, she's like on cheer or whatever, and she did this backflip thing and it was really cool. And, uh, and the student ministry team had told me, you know, some of the words, lingo that are new that I don't even know what it means. And, and she did this backflip and I went, Lily, she, right? I still don't know what that means, right? And she goes, how do you know that? You're not supposed to know that, right? And, and I'm like, dad's got game. Right, you know, I'm not out of the game, right? I know what's going on. Well, two weeks ago, she did this other backflip thing. I thought it was so cool. And I went, Lily, she, she goes, dad, that's out of style. Quit saying it. I'm like, geez, man. Like six months, she's just gone. And here's what I know in life, the older you get, man, don't you face the limitations of life? Man, you, you try to stay on top of life, you try to control life, you try to do this stuff, and only what I find is this, the more I try to control it, it just seems like it reveals more of where I'm out of control in my life. See, here's the gift of Christmas. The gift of Christmas is that God meets us in our darkest moment. That's what he's doing right here in the Magi. Magi are looking for purpose, they're looking for meaning, they're looking for a king to worship. They're looking for this, and Jesus shows up in their darkest moment. When you struggle with control in your life, Jesus shows up in your darkest moment. When you've missed it in life, and you're wondering, how can I move forward from my mistakes? Jesus shows up in your darkness. Question for you and I this Christmas is this. Have we allowed Jesus in to our darkness, into the things that maybe you wanna change about yourself and you wanted to change them last Christmas and you wanted to change them the Christmas before. But what you're realizing is this, there is no change apart from Jesus. This is what I love about Jesus. This is what he says in John chapter 12, verse 46. Listen to what he says. He says, I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. See, Christmas was this way, a new way of life and light in the midst of our darkest moments. And what we find about this isn't just that Jesus meets us in our darkest moment. Here's what he does. Jesus meets us in our deepest need. Herod has all these things that he's trying to control in his life. The Magi are trying to figure out the purpose of their life. And this is what it says in verse 9. This is what I love. It goes on to say this, after they had heard the king, Herod, the Magi went on their way and the star they had seen in the east went on ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned 
to their country by another route. Here's what I love about Jesus. Not only does he come to be with us at Christmas, and this is the gift of God for all of us, and he meets us in our darkest moment, he meets the deepest needs of our life. This is what the Magi are doing. They're looking like, King Herod, you just destroy everybody. You're not the king I'm looking for. And they go, and this is what the passage says. I love it. It says that the star went ahead of them. You know how you and I can have confidence going into 2022? You have a savior that goes ahead of you. I love what the phrase that is common around the church. I've heard people say this a lot. I don't know what next year holds, but I know who holds next year. This is what happened at Christmas, that the star went ahead of the Magi to show them where they could find what they're looking for, to show them where grace would be found. See, the joy of the Lord is this. He always goes ahead of us. He isn't just with us. He's gone ahead of us that we can keep following him. And this is what it says, that when they saw Jesus, they bowed down and they worshiped him. Some of you guys in the room are like, oh man, I got to sing more. Is that what you're saying? Right? Nobody wants to hear me sing, right? And it's not just about singing more. You know what worship is all about? This is how you could define worship. Worship is simply this. Worship is who you give your allegiance to. Who you give your allegiance to. This is what the Magi did when they bowed down and they worshiped Jesus, this baby who was one years old at the time. What they said was this. Your allegiance, your way, your kingdom is my way. And from there, it says this, that they gave their gifts. See, sometimes we mess this up. Sometimes we try to give gifts to God and we give back to God, hoping that he'll give something to us. I just want, I want to help you understand that. We don't give back to God out of guilt. We don't give back to God to get something from him. What we do is this, we worship and out of our worship to God, generosity flows. This is why I love the generous heart of our church. You know the darkness that has happened that Mayfield, Kentucky has gone through. Uh, one of the things that we've done as a church is we've called area churches. We had another area church calls. We have some great churches in our area. And what we did is we said this, what if we don't do our own thing? What if we all came together to do something together to help the people in Mayfield? And what is great about this, we're going to join in this next year, and uh, we, we're working with IDES, their Christian disaster relief organization down in Kentucky. We've already had a, over 100 of our church members go down to serve, to help do cleaning up, and we're going to keep serving. And what I love about it is this, instead of the church backing up from when things get tough in life, this is what the church has done. The church has run into the darkness. One of the things I just want to share with you, church family, that we're doing, 12% of our budget goes away, goes out to our outreach to other projects around the world, and we invest in places that are broken and need to be rebuilt. And I just want to share with this, we prayed about it, we're here at the end of the year, and we haven't been able to do all the normal trips that we get to take. And just as a church family, along with other church families, we are giving $100,000 into the rebuilding down into Mayfield, Kentucky. And we're just saying, this is where the church comes in. And what's great is this, our partnership with IDES, they're talking with family members right now that were underinsured or didn't have insurance and are left literally in the dark. And you know what they're hearing? There's churches that have not forgotten you. There are churches that are standing with you. There are churches who are here to come alongside and help you rebuild. See, this is the message of Christmas, that in your darkness and in my darkness, God steps in 
and meets us right there. And then you know what he does? This is what I love about this last passage right here. He gives us a new way home. He gives us a new way home. Did you catch that in verse 12? Having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. That's what I love about Jesus, that when you encounter Jesus, you go a different way. Spider-Man, no way home. Jesus, new way home, right? This is what I love about the message of Jesus. Literally, when people get baptized here, this is symbolically what we do is this. When people come into the baptistry over here, they don't go back out the way they came in. They symbolically come in and they go out a different way. What they're saying is this, I'm not going back home the same way. That's why when these magi encountered Jesus, they worshiped him, they gave their allegiance to him. And then what they said was this, you know what? We're not going back to Herod. All Herod does is crush and kill people. I don't think that's the way of life. What you and I have is a savior who came into the world who was crushed for our sins so we could live a different way home. This is the joy for all of us in this place. What we find is this, that in our limitation, Jesus gives us joy. And in our sinfulness, because of what Jesus did on the cross, he makes us whole. And when you and I have missed it, it's Jesus who makes himself known. That's what I love. Jesus' best friend John writes this in John chapter 1, verse 5. Listen to what he says about Jesus. He says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is not overcoming. Here in a little bit, we're going to light the candles. When you came in, you had a candle and your cup holder on your seat. We're going to light those candles here in a little bit, not yet. We're going to listen to a song, and then we'll sing Silent Night together, and we'll light the candles, and we'll remember that there is a light in our darkness. But what I want to invite you to do during the song as the team sings this over us is this. I want to invite you to simply do what the Magi did when they encountered Jesus. They just worshiped him. They opened their lives to this king, to this new way, to this grace. And I want to invite you Maybe there's some limitations that you're facing in your life right now. Maybe there's some loss. Maybe there's some sin that's just overwhelming you. Or you just, in your honest moment, you're like, wow, man, I, I missed it this year. During the song, your heavenly father just simply invites you to worship him. Let me pray for us in this moment. And we'll let the team sing over us. God, we thank you. We thank you that, Lord, we can gather together. I know we got dinners tonight, presents tomorrow, travel, all sorts of stuff. But, Lord, we just stop right here to say, God, we are limited, sinful people who have missed it. But you are a gracious God who meets us right where we are. 
And Jesus, we thank you that because you are the light of the world, the darkness has not overcome it. And so in this moment, God, I pray that you would turn our hearts once again to you. God, for hearts that have never turned to you, Father, for our hearts that have been following you maybe for a while, that God, today we would see you fresh for who you are. And we would follow you. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of Christmas. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.